Welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast with Melissa Hurt. Here's where I'll be helping creatives get through mindset blocks, step into wellness and self-care practices, and overcome imposter syndrome so that you can live genuinely as a creative person, putting your greatest gift out into the world. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'm going to talk to you about self-sabotage. Why on earth do we get in our own way and hold ourselves back? We've all done this. We all have, I believe, the best intentions at heart. I truly believe that in our deepest part of ourselves, we want a life that is beautiful, that is abundant, that has joy, that has love, and where we feel in alignment with a greater sense of purpose. I genuinely believe that. Even if we don't know what that purpose is, we know that we are meant for loving connections with other people and to just feel good overall. Many times we get an idea for taking on a new habit that we believe is going to level us up. We believe that if we start exercising more, We are going to have the health and the fitness to be able to look good, feel good, keep up with a crowd that's very sporty that we want to hang out with. And so maybe we start going to the gym. We get some running shoes and we start jogging. And maybe for a little bit, you get hooked on the change. You get hooked on the difference of like, wow, I'm doing it. I'm awesome. I'm going to keep working out. Maybe you start seeing some results. Your energy is better. You're losing some weight. Your clothes are fitting better. But then what happens? We all know it. Things start creeping back into the normal way of being. Our old habits that are very firmly sedimented into us take over. We stop the jogging. We stop the gym. We stop eating well. Everything comes back to where it was before. And then we're left feeling frustrated, sad, disappointed, all of those things. Why on earth does that happen? Why do we sabotage ourselves away from the dream that we know is in front of us, but we get in our own way from letting it happen? Well, this is because we have what we're going to call the suffering quotient, So keep this in mind. So we have a certain level, let's call it a ratio in our lives, your whole life, a ratio of joy versus a ratio of discontent, suffering, hardship. And we grow up getting used to that level of tension between joy and hardship. And we begin to think, well, this is just my lot in life. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in a home that was disheveled. I grew up in a family that did not have job security. I grew up with relationships that were unstable or volatile, whatever it is. And you think, well, this is just my life. This is what my life is going to be. Now, you might eventually have the thought of, screw that. I want job security. I want the happy relationship. I want to feel good in my body. You have a bigger dream for yourself than the family or the culture from which you came. 
And so you have the dream, you start to take action. You say, no, I'm not going to date the guy who ignores me anymore. I'm going to date the guy that pays attention to me. I'm going to date the person who is valuing what I bring to the table. But then what ends up happening? You begin to see other patterns and how that person shows up. And in some way, shape or form, you did end up repeating a pattern on who you're in a relationship with because you have habituated yourself with a certain type of relationship or a certain level of disappointment in your relationships. Or if you grew up with a lot of job insecurity in your family and you say, no, I'm going to have that one secure job. Maybe you get the job and you're working that job. And then for some reason, four months in, you say, God, I am so bored in this job. I'm going to get some side hustles going. And then those side hustles take your energy away from your main job. And maybe you end up losing that job because you can't perform to your utmost ability. In some way, you have repeated a pattern. The suffering quotient shows up very sneakily and it can take over our best intentions. Now, there's a lot that you can do to override the suffering quotient and override those firmly sedimented patterns that are in your brain. If you are a person who has experienced trauma, there are treatments out there like EMDR and brain spotting. Those are very effective treatments that I highly recommend if you can find the practitioners who do them for you. I really genuinely believe that self-awareness and meditation practice can be a wonderful key to help you get started on your own healing journey for personal growth. So once you become aware that you're holding yourself back, be kind to yourself and say, okay, we're stuck in a pattern. Let's identify the pattern. So let your meditation practice reveal to you what are the patterns. I'm dating guys who don't give me a lot of attention, like ever. Why do I keep gravitating to those guys? Oh, because I grew up in a family where that may have been the case. I'm giving examples just to be illustrative, but follow along. Or you may say, I tend to stop going to the gym the second my clothes start to feel better. Why do I do that? And maybe through your meditation practice, you can trace it back to the time when you were wearing the cool pair of jeans and someone in your family said, well, don't you think you're hot stuff? And that made you feel bad, like maybe you were riding too high on the horse. So for that reason, ever since then, you started to say, well, I'm not supposed to shine quite so brightly. So meditation practice can reveal a lot to you. Now, just because you have that awareness doesn't mean the suffering quotient goes away. You need to take action against it. So think of the suffering quotient like a glass ceiling. It's almost like a glass box that's all around you. It's your habituated way of living where you can only accept so much joy and abundance and success. Your brain has created that glass box around you to protect you because it doesn't want you to get hurt because when you do go beyond those bounds, it's a little different. It feels scary and you are now working with a different type of people, a different type of job, and it's a different vibration in your life overall. And if you don't have the self-awareness to navigate that, it's going to feel very, very different in a way that maybe you just want your comfort back. So then you stop doing the action that took you to that next plane 
and you begin to bring yourself back into that glass box. But if you want to take the glass ceiling away and that glass box out of your life, you've got to take risks. You have to. You have to trust and have faith that the actions you are taking are meant to align you with your highest good. You have to know what you truly want in your life. Now, my last episode that I posted here was on knowing your values. Listen to that podcast. Do the work. Get to understand what are your core values, because those are your inner compass, and they are going to steer you in the right direction. So once you know what you truly want, you can then choose activities, choose social groups, choose all the things that you need in your life that align with your values. And you have to know that just because you're in a place that's a little uncomfortable doesn't mean it's the wrong place for you. I am in love with the teachings of Justin Michael Williams. Look him up if you don't know his work. But he has, I've heard him say many times, you can't grow flowers in the same garden that gave you all the weeds, right? You've got to pull out the weeds. You've got to shovel through the soil, get some fresh soil in there. And then you can start to get some flowers that you want. So you've got to get into your habits and disrupt them. Take the risks. Know that when you are feeling uncomfortable because there's something new and different happening, but you feel also that it is in alignment with your highest good and what you know is a better life for you, you've got to stay the course. You've got to stay the course, especially if you know that it aligns with your values because your values are who you are and how you are. They are how you show up in the world and they are your deepest source of truth. So stay the course, take the risks, trust your journey. And if the work that if you're new to this podcast and the work that I'm sharing with you here seems a little woo woo, I promise you it is actually really grounded work. Circle back to the beginning of this podcast to the first, second, third episodes where I talk about how to get real with the circumstances of your life and how meditation practice creates a grounded framework for all of the work that you'll do in your personal development journey. Because once you get real with your circumstances and you learn how to take that objective view, and once you learn the tenets of a meditation practice and you begin to get honest with how you feel and how you are without judgment, You have every tool and resource you need to create your best life. Self-sabotage is coming in because it's scared and it is afraid of change. And it says, well, if we change, then who am I? I'm supposed to be the girl that's in crappy relationships. That's who I am. And you say to it, no, we're not. I'm the girl who's in healthy relationships. That's going to thrive in my relationship and grow in my relationship and inspire the other person to grow as well. If that's what you want for yourself, then you take action to create your whole heart first and you will attract that person into your life. So this was a quickie for you all about self-sabotage. Everything that I have been sharing in this podcast from the first episode to now is giving you the breadcrumbs along the trail to your best life. I promise you. Get out of your own way, stay the course, and do not let fear and habits whisper in your ear 
like needless chatter distracting you from what you know is your greater purpose on this earth. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a positive review. 